0: crack a lacking beautiful people of the world today. Coming at you live as always, Samuel a. Milo. What is up, my ya dudes? I hope you guys have a wonderful day today, man. Today is November 9th. 2021. It's currently 10:29 in the morning, and we're about to get down into it, man. Uh, this is ATK season three, episode nine of the series, man. I'm pretty excited to share this with you guys, man. Walking through a little bit more in Galatians uh, chapter three and a little bit of uh, chapter four as well, but man, I'm super excited to share this with you guys. Really cool stuff, really great stuff that came out of this as well, uh, man. Out of the whole thing, right? Obviously, it's a good book. You guys know what I'm talking about. Anyways, but man, we'll get uh, down into it. But uh, last time, man, we talked about that tutor, right? The tutor of the law, the pedagogos, if you will, right? Um, and how like leading up until adulthood, like these Greek boys, right? Had these pedagogos or like a teacher, right? Uh, or a tutor and they were super, super strict. So that that boy would yearn for the day that he would be out from under that tutor's like authority, right? and that is what Paul was comparing the law to. You know, he was it was our teacher up until the time that we put our faith in Jesus Christ. Up until Jesus came, and then we were no longer under the law or that tutor, right? We were, un- we are under Christ. We are under faith in Jesus Christ. So important to realize that, man, that we are not under the law, but we are under Jesus Christ. It's so, so important, man. Uh, but man, that's a little bit about what we talked about last time, man. We will pray really quick, and then we will walk through a little bit more in Galatians chapter 3 and a little bit of 4, okay? Dear Holy Father, thank you so much for all you've done for us. God, thank you so much for all you've given for us. God, I thank you for this day uh, that you've blessed us with another day, God, that every single day that we are given, God, is a blessing. Um, God, I pray you continue to change us into people you want us to be. And God, as we know, like not who this world wants us to be or is shoving us to be, is pushing us to be, God, but who you want us to be. God, continue to change us, God, the people that look more like you and talk like you and love like you, God, that are bold as you want us to be bold. God, thank you so much for all you've done. Thank you so much for all you've given, to God, and let us be people that, that advance your kingdom further and further every single day. In Christ's name. Amen. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, we will we will hop into it. Man, one thing I had for you guys to do, the verse of the week that we had this week was Proverbs 28 1. It says, The wicked flee when no one pursues, but the righteous are as bold as lions. Man, it's just such an encouragement to me because I want to be that. You know, it's like we are righteous because Jesus is righteous, right? And we we are wrapped up in his righteousness. And I'll talk about that here in a little bit. But man, we are bold as lions. We can be as bold as lions. This is the righteous are as bold as lions. God wants us to be bold. He wants us to be persistent. He wants us to be kind and loving. But man, we can be bold people for the kingdom. It's so important to know that, man. That's a little tidbit, man. But it's just something that was on my heart. And I just want to share that with you guys. But um, hopping right into it. Last time we left off on chapter 25 where it says, but after faith has come, we are no longer under a tutor, right? We are no longer under that tutor of the law because faith has come through Jesus Christ, through his death, resurrection, man. And we are made righteous by what he's done for us on the cross and nothing else, right? It's so important that we know that, man, because that's something you do not want to miss. Because you could be working and working and working and working to perfection but if you don't have Christ, it doesn't mean anything. It is not about making it and, and being perfect, right? It's about our faith in Jesus Christ and his perfection for us. It's so important to know that, okay? Um But picking up in verse 26 of Galatians chapter 3, it says, For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. So it like just off the start, like we are all created. By God, right we are all created in god's image it's not saying that we 're not from God by saying that it's saying we become sons and daughters of God through faith in Christ Jesus so before that point we can all, we are all created by God. But we only become sons and daughters of God by faith in Christ Jesus, by putting our faith in Christ Jesus. That's how we are adopted into the family. It's by putting our trust and hope and faith in Christ, right? That's how we become sons and daughters of God. That's what he says right there. So you are all sons and sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus, right? It's through that. It's through faith in him. And then moving further in verse 27, he says, For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Okay, this picture of like baptized into Christ, it's not talking about, you know, water baptism right here. It's not talking about like being baptized, coming up like this celebration, is like, man, I've decided to follow Jesus, right? It's not talking about that right there, but he's actually talking about being baptized into Christ, being, coming into union with him, right? Like accepting this life of just, you know, complete surrender to Christ, you know, to, to, to walk with him. He's looking for companions, you know, this word received, it's another, uh, I think it's in John where I was reading this past week. He was talking about, you know, to, to me, as many of those had, uh, chose to receive him to them, he gave the right to become sons of God. Right. And, in that verse that verse that word receive means to like to associate with or become companions with or do companion do life with allies you know Jesus is looking for people to be allies man he's looking for people to be companions with him to do life with him man it is that right there man and that's what he means it's like being baptized into Christ brought in that union or that companionship with Christ that's what he means by baptized into Christ and then he says having put on Christ, you know, for as many of you as were baptized into Christ, come into that relationship, have put on Christ. What does it mean to put on Christ, right? And I think of, you guys may have not seen it before, but I'm sure everybody would be familiar with this, okay? So Harry Potter, right? He's like, when he gets the like invisibility cloak thing, or whatever, and he wraps himself up in it, right? You can't see his legs, right? You can't see his legs, but you can't see his body or everything. All you can see is his head, right? Because he's wrapped up in this like invisibility cloak thing, right? And it, whether or not you watch Harry Potter, nonetheless, it's it's just proving a point, okay? So wrapped up in this, like, cloak, robe, whatever you want to call it. And that's how I picture, like, being wrapped up in the righteousness of Christ, okay? So think of, like, Harry's body, right? Once he wraps himself up in that little, like, cloak, he disappears. Like, his body disappears, right? Think of his body as, like, sin, right? The sin disappears, and all you see is nothing, right? Think of that cloak as the righteousness of Christ, right? Boom, wrapped up in the righteousness of Christ. And we are now righteous. We are made righteous. And that's what God sees in us. He sees us as righteous because of what Christ has done for us. It's so important to know that, man. It's like, and that was like a small picture, but it's just, that's what kind of comes to me, man. was like, when we are wrapped up in his righteousness, having put on Christ. Man, think of that. We wrap ourselves up in this blanket and you can't see anything else but the righteousness of Christ because it's what he's done for us and not what we've done for ourselves. It's crazy, right? So, That's just a small picture, but man, it's something that really kind of like made it so much more real to me. You know, when you can picture something or imagine something that looks just like what he's describing, the man is like we are the righteousness of Christ because of what He's done. We can wrap ourselves up in His righteousness. It's so important to know, man. But that's what it means to to put on Christ, right? We put on His death, His resurrection, and most importantly, His righteousness because of what He's done for us. Anyways, moving further in chapter uh, chapter three, verse twenty-eight, he says, "There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is neither male nor female, for you are all one." In Christ, he's not saying that there's no distinctions between, like, you know, sex, right? So it's like they're male and female, right? There are people that like that work here and work there. Or there's there's definitely different um, like races, right? So there's African American, there's Native American, there's Black people. There, there like it's there's so many differences, right? But he's not denying the fact that there's uniqueness in the way God created us, but he's saying that we are one people under God, that we are under God, that we are Christ, right? That we are under him, that we are one people in him and that there's no inequality in that. You know, that's what he's saying. He's not saying that he didn't create us unique because he did. Every single one of us is created so much differently than the next person. And God created us uniquely for a reason. Because he loves us, right? He shows his unique he shows his his love for us in our own uniqueness, how he created us. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. But he's not saying that like there there's no uniqueness, but he's saying that we are all one people in Christ. You know, that we have the same God, that we have the same Christ, that we have the same savior, you know? That's what he means right there. And in verse twenty-nine he says, And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed. Talking about right the promise that Abraham that was given to Abraham through to his whole like uh, generations, right? That he that he he would have. And we take part in that by faith in Christ Jesus, right? And it was given to him by faith, right? Uh you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Now he says heirs right there. When you think of an heir, you think of like, you know, the, the heir to the throne or like someone's going to inherit something, right? And I want to touch on like what an heir is right so it was like an heir and it, i'll I'll read this next verse really quick too um next couple but he says now i say that the heir as long as he is a child does not differ at all from a slave though he is a master of all though the heir is a master of everything right That it's all his inheritance that's all his things the land the everything that he would inherit is all his though he is a master of all but is under guardians and stewards until the appointed time by the father, right? So he he's a master of all of those things, but he doesn't get that until the proper time, right? Until he comes of age, until he's mature, right? And these uh, guardians and stewards, he's kind of like, I think kind of like, uh portraying them as the law kind of like what he d- did with like the tutor Paulus. He says, you know, like guardians were kind of like the tutors were like they took care of the boy, right? I'm just making sure I had like because I did decipher or like looked up the differences between the two. And like the stewards were like they took care of his property until he came of age to accept that property and and manage it, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, right? So that's the difference between the guardians and like the stewards there and they but he is under guardians and stewards, aka like kind of like the law, right? Like we were under the law up until the appointed time, where we believed in Christ in faith, right? Until Christ came, he says, and the the heir does not inherit anything because of what he's done, right? It's crazy. Like think about that, right? So an heir, he doesn't like inherit stuff or anything because of his awesome like abilities, yada yada yada. He inherits it because he's family. Just for the sake of like being within the family, right? Like that's why the the heir gets these things. It's not because his virtue or accomplishments, but by his virtue of his birth. Because we are born of Christ. We were born in Christ when we accept that. That's why... We inherit that thing, those things, right? That's why we are heirs, because we were born of Christ. Man, it's so 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 cool to me. It's like it's like it's not based on virtue or your accomplishments or these all of these great things. It's just about your faith in Jesus Christ that you inherit that thing, right? It's not that, it's not to say that your growth in Jesus can't become even more and more and more as you seek Him. No, that's like that's what Jesus wants. He wants us to seek Him. But as far as everlasting life, man, that's given to us by what Jesus has done on the cross. That's it. And that's what he's discussing right here. So moving further in verse, uh, in verse 3, he says, Even so, we, when we were children, talking about us like spiritually, right, too, we were in bondage under the elements of the world. There's like, when he says elements of the world, I believe that he's talking about just the law right there based on what he says next. He's talking about the laws, like the elements of the world, like the religion, religious traditions, like this X, Y, and Z, you have to do this in order to be saved and this to be clean, yada, 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 right? Like we were under the elements of the world talking about these religious traditions. When we were children, we were bought under the elements of the world. In verse four, he says, but when the fullness of the time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoptions as sons, sons and daughters, right? So we were under the elements of the world, a.k.a. the law, right? But when the fullness of the time had come, the perfect timing of God, how he timed it out, how it would perfectly like be suited, right? God sent forth Jesus, right? Jesus is, it enters into the world, born of a woman. He was a man just like we were. He had, he got tired. He slept. He ate. He laughed. He drank. He hung out with his disciples, man. Like he was a person. He was a man, just like we were. He was born under the law, just like we were, but he came to redeem us of the law by living it out, by fulfilling the law, right? By, by living perfectly a perfect life. It's so important, man. But he said to redeem the, Okay, for some reason my phone crapped out on me. I don't know what happened. To it. it was super weird. Anyways, we'll finish up on 5, 6, and 7 really quick here. Man, it says to redeem those who were under the law that we might receive the adoption as sons, right? That we are adopted into the family of Christ because of what Jesus has done for us on the cross, right? He's redeemed us, those who were under the law. That's us, right? That we might receive accept that companionship, right? That ally that we could be an ally with Christ and be the adoption the adopted as sons, right? That we are sons and daughters of God because of that, because of Jesus. In verse 6 and 7, he finishes up he says and because you are sons god has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts crying out abba father that means like papa or like daddy right it's like the we it's this form of endearment that was like one even trust right that like think of a little kid that trusts his dad you know it's like that's the first words that they say it's this form of endearment it's like he's like daddy daddy like it's it's so so good and pure it's so good and then in verse 7, he says, therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. We are heirs of God through Christ. We are heirs of that promise through what Jesus has done for us and nothing that we've done in our own strength. It's so important to know that, man. And it's it's so that we can come to Jesus boldly. We can come to God boldly in this relationship and union and friendship, allies being companions through life. That's what God wants, and that's what Jesus wants. I hope you guys know that, man. He wants you desperately to come, but we have to choose him. I challenge you guys in that today, man. Accept Jesus and, and, and walk in this life, man. Tell somebody about it. Tell me about it. We, I will respond to you guys, I promise. Because, man, he desperately wants to know you in a real way. He wants to do life with you and change you into the person you were meant to be, not who the world is pushing you to be. I hope you guys know that, man. I hope you guys rest in that, man. That was ATK Season 3, Episode 9. We'll walk through a little bit more in Chapter 4 next time. But, man, I hope you guys know that, man. I definitely do. And I hope you guys are challenged by this and, and see the truth of the gospel. That it's not hard. It's not being a perfect person. But it's reaching out to Jesus and letting him wrap you up in his righteousness. So important. know. So hope you guys have a wonderful day, man. I love you guys. Vance Keenum is always in dude hey, We'll see you guys in the next one.